Very often we see man trying to justify himself. And he says things and does things to try to make himself seem to be in the right in the issues of this life when there's controversy. We see that often as man speaks, that he tries to put himself in what he feels will make him look best in the eyes of other men. I don't believe we know what is good and what is evil, except that God reveals it to us. I've had people who were ministers say things to me that I didn't see anything wrong with what they said, and later God opened my eyes to see as he sees, and what they said and did was terrible. I don't believe we of ourselves can do anything. Therefore, God gave us in the New Testament church a new heart and a new spirit, his heart and his spirit, so that we can know things of God. Genesis chapter 6, And God saw that the wickedness of man was great in the earth, and that every imagination of the thoughts of his heart was only evil continually. The earth also was corrupt before God, and the earth was filled with violence. And God looked upon the earth, and behold, it was corrupt, for all flesh had corrupted his way upon the earth. And God said he would give man a new heart and a new spirit. The prophet Ezekiel reported this in Ezekiel 36. God says, verse 23, And I will sanctify my great name, which was profaned among the heathen, which ye have profaned in the midst of them. And the heathen shall know that I am the Lord, saith the Lord God, when I shall be sanctified in you before their eyes. For I will take you from among the heathen and gather you out of all countries and will bring you into your own land. Then will I sprinkle clean water upon you and ye shall be clean from all your filthiness and from all your idols will I cleanse you. A new heart also will I give you, and a new spirit will I put within you. And I will take away the stony heart out of your flesh, and I will give you an heart of flesh. Verse 27, And I will put my spirit within you, and cause you to walk in my statutes, and ye shall keep my judgments and do them. When we are born again, God gives us a new heart and a new spirit. 
Jesus said in John chapter 3, except you be born again, you cannot see the kingdom of God. You must be born again. The Apostle Paul said in 1 Corinthians chapter 2, verse 14, the natural man, that's like the man born in the flesh, born of human beings, the natural man receiveth not the things of the Spirit of God, for they are foolishness unto him. Neither can he know them, because they are spiritually discerned. And Jesus said, you must be born again, created into that new creature, having that new heart and that new spirit, which is from God. Now, as long as we breathe and long as we walk on this earth, we still have this flesh. Don't you look in the mirror and see it? The works of the flesh are things like adultery, fornication, hatred, arguing, debating, trying to be right, trying to outdo other people, envying. Those are works of the flesh. Paul said those who do such things will not inherit the kingdom of God. God changes us and gives us a new heart and a new spirit. He doesn't take away the flesh. We still have that on this earth. And it rises up and wants us to do as we used to do before we were born again. But we have the Spirit of God in us so that we can keep the flesh crucified by doing that which is brought to our mind by the Spirit of God. So we have a choice. When you are in a period of temptation, if you just call out to God, God help me, He will bring to you His way by the Holy Spirit, causing you to recall His way so that you can rejoice in Him and go in His way, keeping the flesh crucified. We have a choice now. The Holy Spirit never makes us do anything. He reminds us of things of God so that we have a choice of not going in the way of the flesh as we once did. In John chapter 5, verse 30, Jesus said, I can of mine own self do nothing. As I hear from God, I judge. And my judgment is just because I seek not mine own will, but the will of the Father which has sent me. Now we can recognize when we're being tempted to go in the way of the flesh because we know what we once did, what we used to do, how we got angry at humans and struck out at them and really wanted to see them get what was coming to them. All these things are the way of the flesh. But God has given us his spirit so we now can choose the way of God in the problem of this present life. The Apostle Paul says in Romans 7, 18, For I know that in me, that is, in my flesh, dwelleth no good thing. 
But in Romans 8.1, Paul explains how we deal with those things of the flesh. There is therefore now no condemnation to them which are in Christ Jesus, who walk not after the flesh, but after the Spirit. So our choice is to go the way of the Spirit. And God reminds us of the way of God by his Holy Spirit who dwells in us. Our flesh will get annoyed at someone. And the flesh wants us to rise up and rebuke that person and tell him off and set him straight. I have found in such a case as that when my flesh has risen up, if I will instead pray for that person and ask God to help that person to have what he needs, because there's definitely a lack when that happens. My mother, her mother died very young, and she had seven children, My mother and her sister, each of them took one of the children to raise. So my aunt lived with us at the time I was born. And something happened that really shows the way of the flesh and how it will breed evil and come back and hurt you. I heard my aunt tell this story. She was probably in her teens at the time this happened. She had a toothache, and I was a baby then. Couldn't walk or anything. And my aunt told my mother and dad that she had a toothache. And one of the two, probably my mother, responded by saying as soon as I awoke from my nap, they would take her to the dentist. I'm sure my aunt felt resentment against me because I existed. And I'm sure it carried over into her own life because she was a motherless child. And here she sees her sister caring more about me than the sister cares about her. People often have resentments in their heart. Only God can heal our resentments and hatreds by giving us that new heart and that new spirit. And when we have the new heart and the new spirit, we are just so grateful to God that he gave us that new heart and new spirit so that we don't carry around the resentments and hatred that we once carried around. We are healed by God in all things. When we are born again, we are given that new heart. And we look back on the things we did before we were born again and shudder because we're, we're horrified at what we did. We're ashamed of what we did. But we rejoice in God Because we no longer do those things, we don't have to live in hatred. We don't have to live in the things the flesh wants us to live in. 
We have a new heart and a new spirit. David prayed, Psalm 51, Create in me a new heart, O God. Paul killed the Christians before he was born again. But Paul said in Philippians 3, 13, Brethren, I count not myself to have apprehended, but this one thing I do, forgetting those things which are behind and reaching forth unto those things which are before, I press toward the mark for the prize of the high calling of God in Christ Jesus. Let us therefore, as many as be perfect, be thus minded. We cannot afford to wallow in those horrible things we did before we were born again, and some things that we even did after we were born again, but we had not been enlightened to following God in the way of God by His Spirit. But if you continue with Jesus, you will learn to follow the Spirit of God. That new spirit that has been put in you. For the Holy Spirit lives inside us to remind us of the way of God so that we would not follow the flesh. And that's why Paul says there's therefore now no condemnation to them that are in Christ Jesus, who walk not according to the flesh, but walk by the Spirit. We learn to walk by the Spirit of God, to yield to the way of the Spirit of God instead of yielding to the anger that the flesh would have rise up in us. Look at the comparison between the flesh and the Spirit. We see very clearly in Galatians chapter 5 the comparison of the flesh and the Spirit. They are totally opposite. Galatians 5 verse 19 But now the works of the flesh are manifest, which are these? Adultery fornication, uncleanness, lasciviousness, idolatry, witchcraft, hatred, variance, which is varying with one another, debating one another, trying to show that we are right and the other person is wrong, emulations, which is to try to outdo other people and rise above them, Wrath, which is basically wanting to see that other person get what is coming to him. Strife, seditions, heresies, envies, murders, drunkenness, revilings. Those are produced by the flesh. Paul said, of the which I tell you before, as I have also told you in time past, they which do such things shall not inherit the kingdom of God. When we see them do these things, when we feel that we want to do these things, we turn to God and say, God, help me. And he does. For we have a new spirit, the spirit of God living in us. And the fruit 
produced by the Spirit of God are love, joy, peace, long-suffering, gentleness, goodness, faith, meekness, temperance. Now, I don't believe any of us can do these things of ourselves, love, joy, peace. But because we have the Spirit of God, that new Spirit living in us, now we can do these things by going in the way that He shows us to go. And they that are Christ have crucified the flesh with the affections and lust. If we live in the Spirit, let us walk in the Spirit, doing what He shows us to do. Then the fruits of the Spirit are produced in us. And we do live in love, joy, peace. But the minute we slip off into the flesh, the way of man, peace is gone and all of a sudden we are troubled. As long as we will do this, we'll be all right. Philippians chapter 4, verse 6. Remember to do this. Be careful for nothing, but in everything, by prayer and supplication, with thanksgiving, let your requests be made known unto God. And when you do that, the peace of God, which passeth all understanding, shall keep your hearts and minds through Christ Jesus. The problem arises in front of us, just all of a sudden. God, help me. And by his Spirit, he will remind me of something which is the way of God, which I can do or believe. And then all peace is restored to me immediately. The most vivid example I can think of this happened in 2021. Just all of a sudden, I was bombarded with fearful thoughts. Now, at first, usually I panic. This time, when the thoughts began coming, you're 80. One years old now. What will happen to you if you get to where you can't walk? You can't live here. You'll have to move. Just one thought after another hitting me, terrifying me. I cried out, God, help me. And I heard, God will supply all your need. And I said, oh, yeah, that's right. God will supply all my need. It was like a weight lifting off my shoulders. You see, the troubling turned instantly into rejoicing when God said those words to me by his spirit. I called on him, God, help me. It was as simple as that. And by the Holy Spirit, he reminded me, of a scripture, Philippians 4, 19. My God will supply all your need. And then I was instantly said, oh, yes, that's right. And my heaviness and trouble and fear turned into immediate joy. That's the way we 
are equipped by God to live on this earth. The fears come, the doubts come, the anger comes. All the things that are the flesh come to us, even after we're born again. But we cry out for God to help us. And he will give us what we need to help us to overcome the things of the flesh. And we overcome by the Spirit who reminds us of the truth of God and we rejoice in that truth and we go that direction. Thank you for allowing me to share with you today.